0: Hello, I'm John Kennedy, and joining me for this episode of Take Notes are Yard Act and producer Ali Chant to talk about how they wrote, recorded, and produced the album The Overload. Yard Act are a post-punk band from Leeds, England, consisting of frontman James Smith, bassist Ryan Needham, guitarist Sam Shipstone, and drummer Jay Russell. With each member having foundations playing in the Leeds music scene, James and Ryan met when their band's post-war Glamour Girls and Menace Beach crossed paths, releasing a joint EP in 2016. Three years later, they moved into the same house and started writing together, creating an unapologetically British blend of post-punk minimalism. Yard Act was born. Going on to add guitarist Sam and drummer Jay to the lineup, the band took to the stage but was soon halted by the pandemic and so focused all their attention on the studio, leading to an intense writing environment. They self-released their debut EP, Dark Days, in January 2021, and a year later their debut album The Overload through Island Records. Gaining significant radio support and becoming a record shop favourite across the country, the album became the fastest selling debut vinyl from a band this century and hit the number two spot in the UK album charts. Finally able to take their music on the road, Yard Act are currently in the midst of a worldwide tour bringing another dimension to the songs with their exhilarating live show. Ali Chant is a producer, engineer and mixer based in Bristol, England. Having spent his teenage years as a guitarist in several indie bands, Ali's early career in music primarily centered around writing and gigging as part of Actual Size. As a result of the demos he recorded, the band signed to Gut Records and began to put together their own recording space, Toybox Studios. While Actual Size ran their course, the studio remained and between 2003 and 2016 became home to all of Ali's production and engineering work. Learning from the numerous artists and producers that were coming to record, Ali cut his teeth on records for artists including PJ Harvey and M Ward and high-profile producers John Parrish and Adrian Utley. Continuing to write and perform with several local bands, Ali finally took on the role of sole producer at the request of Perfume Genius and Griff Reese. Now highly in demand, Ali has since shared his talents with artists including Mark Ronson, Katie Tunstall, Aldous Harding, This Is The Kit and most recently Yard Act. Today I'm joined by James, Sam and Ryan from Yard Act and producer Ali Chant at his studio The Playpen in Bristol. And what better way to start our conversation than by hearing something from the record. This is Rich.
1: Almost by accident, I have become rich. Through continued reward for skilled labour in the private sector and a genuine lack of interest in expensive things it appears I have become rich and since I have become rich I've been constantly living in fear of losing everything that the bubble will burst and falling from my perch I will return once again to the life that I used to live with the things that I didn't have before I had become rich It appears I have become rich. Rich. I put a pinch away each week in a place my hand wouldn't fit, so I cannot reach it. It is made of solid steel, a square foot deep with a slit, no bigger than an inch. One day, when the seam splits in such a way that it cannot be restitched, I will scratch that insatiable itch and buy the whole hospital and everything in it because I am rich. It appears I have
0: become rich. It is "Rich" by Yard Act from the album "The Overload," and I'm very pleased to say that I am now rich beyond my wildest dreams because I am sat with (laughs) three quarters of Yard Act. Hello, James. Hi, John. Hello, Sam. Hello, Ryan. Morning. And also with us is Ali Chant. Hi, John. And we're sat in Ali's studio, the Playpen, sometimes known as Toybox. It's got ancestry and history, and this is the room that. A lot of the Overload was recorded and created in, which is very exciting. And we're going to find out all about it. But I wanted to start with Rich because I saw that performed last night at the Exchange in Bristol where you played. And that was a standout crowd pleaser. The crowd went, started going crazy to Rich.
1: Yeah, it's a divisive song. You know, some people hate it, some people like it. The live version's a lot roundier, And I think also we dropped it a bit later in the set when everyone had maybe got into it a little bit more yeah i always feel a bit silly
2: playing that two note bass line and everyone's like you know i guess you could call it a mosh pit it
3: feels a bit like a fool's errand <laughs> but the dynamics in that song live are really strong like yeah. if we play a festival with a decibel limit we should do that one because it's about three minutes of quiet eh? Mm. <laughs> yeah actually i mean this will come up as
1: we listen to the tunes and talk about the album but the fact is is that the album was a product Of the last two years, and was written and recorded remotely when we weren't a full band, and so then the songs were relearned after and adapted to be played by a three-piece band with a singer on top. So they're quite different to the recordings we made that we put out, and I think that's a nice treat for people that don't get the same thing live. Yeah, as they get on the
0: record. Yeah, totally. I found it really exciting watching the crowd go crazy to Rich because it hadn't struck me that that would be one of the songs. I thought, oh, this one will go off and that one. So it was really exciting that clearly the crowd were just into all of it and that was one of the great things because Take Notes on the road got to witness Yard Act Mania in reality in 2022, which is fantastic. Um, But I guess it started here with the recording process Hmm. and we're going to look at three tracks from the album and maybe if we hear A Blast of the Overload, which is the first song we're going to listen to, So everybody can become acquainted with it. That would be great. It is The Overload from The Overload, the opening track and the title track of the album by Yard Act. And when did that start? Because I know that there was a kind of curious modus operandi about writing these songs and building these songs, because it all started when you, James and Ryan moved into the same house. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's when the Seeds were sown for the Act. Yeah. Uh, that was September 2019. And that's when we were kind of writing the few of the really early tunes when we didn't really sound like we sound now, which were a lot more sort of garage indie, rocky, kind of like, we were just trying to be like guided by voices at the start. Yeah, four tracks. Up. And it was side project territory at the time, wasn't it? It was going to be like something we did. Well, when we started discussing it, it was going to be like, we're just going to put these out on cassettes and give them to our mates and not have any social media or yeah, tell yeah. anyone we're a band. We're going to change our name at every gig. It? it was one of them. <laughs> and then um, Yeah, it was a bit B-tech, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then the writing sessions where a lot of these tracks came from were either a couple of tracks off the album came from where Ryan was working at the print studio, he had his gear set up in the back room of the print studio and I used to fi- we used to finish work similarish times about nine at night. and I wasn't far from that. so I'd walk down to the print studio after work, and Ryan would have recorded a load of bass and drum loops, and then I'd just write vocals over the top while you like hose down all the screens and yeah, stuff yeah. and they're cleaned up and uh, you'd shout through if it was good or bad. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest of it, like the overload was written. During lockdown, when we were Ryan had moved out by this point, and he was sending me tracks, and I was writing, yeah, remotely at my house and sending them back, and that's how we were working, kind of like the, how the postal service did it, yeah, yeah, uh, back in the late nineties. Though they used the postal service, yeah, we yeah. used the Google service, yeah, yeah, and
0: that was such a a novel thing at the time and and, hence they named their band after that idea of like we're creating music and then sending it to each Mm -hmm. other by the post but it's obviously such a common thing now to send ideas around so quickly and get such an immediate reaction do we have any of those overload
1: demos at all well we we have something but that was one of the few tracks that was the demo was built up on my computer and the hard drive corrupted so we lost the overload, payday, and quarantine—the sticks—and had to rebuild them from scratch in the studio. Right. So the overload was the first track we worked on on day one, wasn't it, Ali? Mm. When we didn't really know what we were doing, and I'd sort of volunteered to play drums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was quite tentative, as all the headphones were wired up, and I was sat behind the drum kit like. This might not work. We might have to call Cliff. Like we were gonna. We're talk, you were listing all the amazing drummers that live in Bristol, and like the only factor was like saving money for the fact I was sat on the drums. Like, <laughs> and it's like maybe we should just pay Jeff Barrow like five hundred quid a day to go and make the drums sound amazing. <laughs> but then we started putting the bass and the drums down in the studio, and it came out all right, didn't it?
4: Yeah, I think it was good, kind of tracking live with you two on quite a few of the songs. Like yeah. we did have demo elements in there that we sort of hung the performances off but i was just listening through some of the tracks and i can hear the bass spill on the drum mics and stuff like yeah, we did yeah. you know your drumming's really good actually yeah, nailed I, the I know i know you're yeah. sort of a, well you said you felt rusty and stuff a, yeah i was rusty but it i think it worked out great you know i think it saved it to be honest and um mm.
1: yeah i'm glad i did it in the end i'm glad that i committed to it And it was that thing that by day five I wanted to go back and re-record all the first four days of drums. I was like, I've got it now. I can remember how to play. Like, No, time's up. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So it's interesting. You had to rebuild. Was that frustrating? Was that a moment?
1: Oh God. Yeah. There was something quite. Oh, tell you what might be worth hearing first is the original. Oh, the one that I put together. Yeah. So this is what Ryan sent me. You know, there's that track. It's called uh, YAH, Y-A-H, exclamation mark. So this was the original seed that Ryan sent to me. But at this point, we'd just done about five really sort of housey, four-to-the-floor tracks. And I I was like sort of locked into the bass, but the drums didn't feel right. So I dropped a breakbeat over the top of Ryan's demo, and that was what became the overload. And then that got lost on the hard drive, when it corrupted and this track just became all about sort of each section was kind of built on switching up drums and drum machines and sounds to kind of give it the layers mm-hmm. and so that's something that the original demo didn't have but it was at the very last minute that i found the original break that i'd used yeah yeah, yeah. So, and i dubbed it back into the track because there was something like we'd kind of committed to it being the, f- the first single and the opening to the album but it was like, up until the last minute, I was like, there's something missing, there's something not right. And then I have just scoured through my, like, breakbeats folder for ages and then finally found the one.
4: Ah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I just it dropped it back
1: over the track and I was like, oh, it works again.
4: <laughs> I was like, yeah. I we even had the track mastered or something by that point. Yeah. It was really the right... late in, on. Yeah. Right it was late on, end, yeah. Wasn't it? yeah. I remember. Um,
1: yeah, shall I play Yar then? Yeah, <laughs> don't need to play loads of it.
0: <laughs> so this is Ryan's version of what you'd
2: already been working on, or...? or I basically would send James, like... better, I wish
1: we'd done it 10, this way. I'd
2: send, like, ten things a day, like, at this kind of base level, and then James would pull them apart, restructure them, and... Right. Yeah, that's kind of... So about ten
0: different ideas of you doing something like this?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because... I learned very quickly with James, like, it's something, it'll either click or it won't. And, like, with some songs that I absolutely loved and spent ages and ages, you know, songs like Rich, like, simple bass line, yeah, they're the ones that you normally, like, connect with. And then the one that I really love and have pained over, like, no, I ain't got anything for that. It's like, all right, well, that's (laughs) gone (laughs) then. But which is fine. But that's why, you know, that's as much as I needed to send James and he'd do his thing on it. Yeah, so
3: that's the order of it. Yeah, you'd send so much shit at the wall, and something would stick. Yeah, and then you'd be like, "This is the song. We're gonna. This is definitely one." And I'd be like, "Oh my god, I haven't done a guitar part. Yeah, I hope it bloody works." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a unique process, and that's how it started. Yeah, and you can actually hear that little loop right in at the very end of the track. You hear like one like yeah, And mm-hmm. that was, was like yeah, like yeah, that's a good, <laughs> We're like, Oh, that's good. Pull that in. <laughs> like, so yeah, it does sneak back in at the very end of the track. As a little nod to how far it came. And we changed the key as well, didn't we? I was going to say, the this, things, there's yeah. a lot of
3: little changes that, because I did this guitar pot with like loads of open strings, and they were like, oh, by the way, we've changed the key. And I was like, what have you changed <laughs> it to? <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's just two steps up. And I'm like, oh, thank God for that. Yeah. Bloody hell. Because you say like working remotely, there is isn't ease to it and immediacy, but it's conversations like that that you totally miss. You know, yeah. they go, we're just going to change the key. And I'm just like, oh, that could create chaos for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah,
1: me and so, Ryan are quite bad for that as well. We just rush ahead. We yeah. get caught up in each other and just do everything. Do we have
2: the demo that we sent Sam, then you sent back with your guitars on it? Yeah, I emailed
1: mean, yeah, yeah. that to you. Sam basically recorded all his parts really loud and dry. <laughs> yeah. So we could hear exactly what he was doing. So you can kind of hear the original demo underneath with a really clean, loud guitar. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be like, what do you think to this? And it was always like, I mean, apart from the sonics of it, it sounded like Crash
3: Bandicoot, which I quite liked in parts. Oh, that's not with the demo in the background. But yeah, that's straight from the pickups. Listen to that sound. (laughs) Because what I imagined is that we might just bring parts and you could just reamp them. That's what I was thinking, obviously. So I had it all like, set up. Yeah. But then, then you came out of this bloody place and you'd change all the structures and stuff. <laughs> <as> well, <right? laughs> yeah. Have you got the one with the demo underneath? Yeah, I've got it on my phone. I'll send it to you now. What, what would it be? What have you got?
2: I think it was a bit more of a developed demo. I think it's got James's vocal on it than the one we just heard, and it'll be in a different key as well. But it's like. Yeah it's the next step of the process isn't it it's like that thing where you draw a monster and fold it down what's it called (laughs) so yeah drums and bass and james put the vocal on and it went to you the
3: guitar sounds so amazing on this
4: (laughs) (laughs) there's literally nothing between you and the speakers right it's just (laughs) it's so terrible (laughs) i liked it
1: yes well more crash bandicoot the demo
3: shaking my'm
1: trying to see what
4: so this is in the other key isn't it
1: yes this is the original demo that we lost underneath
0: right so the one that you had to rebuild when you came here but Sam still had it and was playing along to it had it all along <laughs> yeah
4: I think it was because the minute you started singing, it just sounded too low for your yeah. range. So it was the chorus, one of it? it? was the chorus, yeah. People wanted yeah. to take off more.
2: Actually, yeah, let it, go, let it run to the chorus and see. Yes. Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear that now.
1: Yeah. Can't it! not worth yeah. what you are paying for it. In my day, the gear on the street was so weak. Could eat an ambition in a matter of weeks, just trying to envision the peak, and that's bleak. James Brown
2: (laughs) Yeah, it does sound too late, doesn't it? I can see, I think we made the right call. Imagine if you had to sing it like this every night live Yeah, it'd probably be easier
1: after five nights
3: Yeah, this demo in particular really highlighted for me how lyrically led all it is. All the structuring here, when the lyrics finish, that's when that section ends. And then you've got to as a guitar player melodically make sense out of like a seven bar phrase or something.
1: down the ground, Just give him a hand. Just don't be doing originals. Play the standards. And don't get political.
3: Yeah. yeah, that take me back, that demo. Sitting in my basement all by myself. I hadn't seen anybody for months. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hadn't played with you guys at all. Just yeah. laptop-based. That's not how I used to work ever in old bands. No way.
1: When you joined the band, you didn't have to audition. We just knew you'd work, but then we didn't see you for about three months after you'd accepted to join. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah text you, and you were like, I would love to. It's like, right, that's all sorted then. <laughs> yeah, the interview yeah.
4: process. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so then, what's next? So we've got this communication going on, exchange of demos in isolated places, and then you finally get to kind of come down to where with Ali, but that's just the two of you, James and Ryan. And because you'd had that corrupted computer, you had to kind Mm. of start laying down the tracks again, Mm -hmm. so recreate the demo. And maybe we should have a listen to that then. um, I think.
1: The drums and the bass would be uh, right. James Smith on drums.
2: It'll be a bit of there's a bit of drum machine and there's live yeah.
1: drums as well, isn't there? We started with live drums and then we just kept throwing more at it. Yeah, can, it we, was can we just play the it. live drum track? I'd quite like to hear it, isolate yeah. Considering we claim to be a minimalist rock band up until this point, yeah. this is an absolute joke, what we were doing at this point. Yeah, well, I don't know, you can look around this place and there's just like racks of drum machines and sims. It's like, I well, we may as well just chuck them all on more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: so funny when you hear it like that long intro it doesn't mean anything but obviously we all expected something to be there yeah yeah
1: sounds like young folks by peter bjorn and john <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, yeah oh yeah so, so for this section i think we just use one mic of the drum kit to make it really minimal We're in the actors, actors. Aren't we? then everything comes in here oh uh, yeah you can just about hear the bass amp on the room mics
2: yes we were tracking live then at this point yeah
4: Yeah. and then yeah we had the we got that drum machine quite soon just before we start the session so that's the first layer i think sort of 808 8
2: thing. When do the congas make their first appearance?
4: <laughs> Coming up.
2: <laughs> James got very excited about the congas over in the corner there. And we put them on everything and only left them on a and They're actually in the couple. beginning. Oh uh, yeah. He also kept calling them bongos, and it took Ali uh, quite a while to get that annoyed by it that he had to point it out. I've noticed that he keeps saying bongos. I mean, mean, they're not bongos; they're congas. (laughs) Call yourself a
4: musician?
1: (laughs) There you are. (laughs) There's some good conga playing, that. You have annoyingly amazed the congas, aren't it?
2: Bongos. (laughs) What the
4: fuck? (laughs) As if he's really good at it immediately. (laughs) Yeah, I'm afraid it's a loop, actually. Sounds like an Apple loop, that's definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then this is that original break that you put in right at the very end. Yeah. Which you
1: Which isn't on the original demo after I've just lied and said it was. It was in my head, it was on my original head demo. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: We were looking for it on your iMac, weren't we? Mm. We had Logic up and we were trying to find... Yeah, just
1: the way that a certain sort of like skip beat on the snare fell and it was just lacking it and then when we put it in it made sense.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean by this point there's tons of layers.
1: Extra note in there.
2: That's why I see it sometimes do it. I have to yeah, listen to it the other day again. I've started doing it around that time. That's good,
1: yeah. It wakes you from the. Uh, the trance. Yeah. Reminds you that you're living in a simulation. <laughs> What's this? Yeah, it got out of hand. I should note as well that when me and Ryan came down it was like all the pubs were still shut. There's so the yeah,
2: there's the up I yeah.
1: think from the original demo. Yeah. Sorry, what? The pubs were shut The still. pubs were shut and that's why we went a bit stir crazy in here, didn't we? Yeah. There was there nothing was no to do but make an album and then Yeah, yeah. Ali had everything mic'd up and plugged in and just let me have a go on the bongos. And then before you knew it, we were just like pressing our hands on keyboards. (laughs) What was going on at the end? What are all the noises? That was the drum machine, wasn't
3: it? That's doing like bass drones. Yeah. Can we have a listen to that again? I forgot that was on there. Did you do that early on? Because I I wanted the outro. Hmm and uh, on the demo that I sent you I thought we'd just make it get more and more bit crunched and then stop dead but uh, we we decided to do it with a bit more of a finesse which involved 28 different layers thanks Ellie (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll get a choir in we'll get all the different vocals and it started to become so dense it started to think like do all these things work together and I came up with this little thing in my phone just to make sure that it worked it's so funny listen to this (laughs)
4: <laughs> just to make sure that all the like the melodic yeah, yeah. parts work
3: together, which oh, they do. Yeah. Good.
4: yeah, I suppose you know the lyrical content and the song getting more and more intense towards yeah, the end. Yeah. You know, yeah, we were, was, yeah we, we were yeah we to do a word painting, didn't we? Can
2: we listen from that last chorus just to reference that bit? That Sam was just playing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that descending bass on the guitar there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Well that's mirrored. There we are. Goes with that. There's a piano as well, a single note piano. I remember doing that. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like James
1: Bond. Yeah. Yeah, well, good. It's great hearing this. You did some great work on the end of that. <laughs> Thank you, man.
4: And also, don't forget. the
2: <laughs> did that end up in the final mix?
4: Yeah. Fucking this up. is ridiculous. We did that we did that at Green <laughs> didn't we? That was yeah. <laughs> Remember
3: that?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. nice.
1: Wow, that's great. Sense. It has a sense of dread, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Powerful
3: sense of dread. <laughs>
1: To remain
0: yeah. Fantastic, wow, that is the overload Rediscovering parts oh. that you didn't even know existed Or you did, but you would kind of pushed it to the back of your mind
2: Yeah, and I guess we what well, I mean, I wasn't at the sessions in Leeds either Like, you know, there was always someone missing So all of these, every time you do something like this It's like, is that what you were doing, idiots? <laughs> 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 it's so cool, it's great Yeah <laughs>
0: That's brilliant. Um, We're going to take a break and we'll be back to have a look at Land of the Blind. You may have heard us talk about Tape It before. And if you haven't, then let me fill you in as they are the sponsor of today's episode with a fantastic offer for you. Tape It is an iPhone recording app made by musicians for musicians. Many of our guests on Take Notes, music industry friends and listeners rely on voice notes to record their early ideas. People like the Lumineers, Ezra Collective and Fred again have all shared recordings with us made on voice notes. But what you wouldn't have heard are the long pauses where they're searching for those recordings. We wouldn't want to put you through that. As you can understand, organizing and finding the right notes, let alone a specific part, can be a nightmare. Tape It solves all of that voice memo chaos with intuitive labeling features, including automatic instrument detection, markers and collaborative mixtapes, meaning you can share band practices, organize set lists and brainstorm ideas with co-writers and band members. Plus, you can record straight from your lock screen and attach text and photo notes to each recording. did you do it honestly tape it is fantastic all of the take notes team members are complete converts and excitingly some of our guests have started to use it as well so i really would recommend checking it out so we're going to go in a different direction i think now with another selection from the overload land the blind is the next song we're going to look at and this is what it sounds like huh.
1: It's indifference to a liquid narrative. Obviously, I tried writing you out of the will. I just hadn't the guts to uh, lie through my teeth, though only because I'm susceptible to the truth on the bleakest of moons. And though there is a beauty in a whole truth, the knotty roots of a shameful past will never let it be. Each new shoot. It's great
0: listening gone, to and that because you can fix insane. on all the different elements that are in there. Um, so it's, you know you take the pace down at this moment on the album and where does this fit into the whole communication process? Because it seems to me the communication process has been very much part of the evolution of the overload.
2: Yeah. We kind of wrote this one in a slightly different way but
1: it felt like a turning point in our writing style
3: yeah. this one this is one of the earliest ones you sent to me actually because i remember working on it quite early on and thinking ah this has got style i like this
1: mm. it was one of the ones you sent to me in a batch of about five and i just pulled that one out and wrote everything it was finished straight away but then the what well, key... in an instant yeah pretty much yeah all the lyrics were finished and we used the demo vocal on the album version of this Wow. Because we couldn't capture the energy the same. Yeah. I couldn't deliver it again. So, yeah, it's like it's a bit of a hissier vocal. It's not captioning as high a quality as some of the others, but it had a charm that – and then an off the cuff fishness <laughs> that it needed that so, we couldn't get back.
0: So would you just listen to Ryan's demo, like, on a loop while you're writing? And yeah. then would you then just, yeah, just yeah. read
1: them out? It was, yeah. And, and I think, like – with the pace being slower, it suited a, a way talky delivery that I could do in a low voice in my house, you know, when my wife was knocking around doing whatever, you know, wouldn't disturb the neighbours. Some <laughs> madman yelling in his spare room about moons and stuff. Yeah, so it was written quite fast. Now I recorded it, and that would have been like, yeah, like first or second pass at it, and then it was finished. And then I sent it back to Ryan and, and that's when Ryan said, can you send the vocal and the track back separate? Because he had an idea and then Ryan got his partner Alice to record the female vocal and made me re-record mine. Uh, yeah, so the Bad Bad Bars have been re-recorded because we made that into more of a hook. Whereas I was just like riffing <laughs> on the demo, I was doing it really slurred and not really thinking about it as a part and then Ryan turned it into a hook and put the female voice on it it and and it became like a really snappy and then I was like, oh right, this has evolved into something quite quickly.
0: That sounds amazingly quick and what can we hear of those elements because I know you've got some demo bits and pieces
1: of this. So we can hear what I sent back to Ryan with the track. Is that vocal one? And vocal two, I think. Vocal two will probably be the ad-lib Okay. That probably be me going like and stupid things like that <laughs> that got kept in as well for some stupid reason. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, that was on Ryan's demo, and that's still in the track. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing like cops talking over cars. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. Kill switch indifference to a liquid narrative. Obviously I tried writing you out of the will. Will! I just hadn't the guts
2: to uh,
1: lie through my teeth. So it didn't have the
2: ba ba ba
1: ba 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 Not at the <laughs> start. Of the Aye. The of Though there is a beauty in a whole truth. The knotty roots of a shameful past. We'll never let it be Each new shoot is an escape loop. Loot the debris And make no mistake, we are living out our last days in the land of the blind Where the one-eyed man was king
3: until he lost his fucking mind (laughs) (laughs)
1: Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-bow
0: So, have you doubled the same vocal or have you done it twice with different bits?
1: Yeah, yeah, I always do a second pass, like a hype truck. Right. that was probably the most fun part of the recording for me it was probably a pain in the ass for you Ali but at the end it was like yeah let's just play every track once and see what you do on it and it's always just like doubling a word and then like barking like
4: a dog or something I can no see from the head. stems here we've gone through and just chopped loads of it out so we've just, yeah rightly so cherry picked the best bit for the
1: breached and the palms greased yeah. never on the ends of the elbows the the deceased yeah. Please have a seat. So yeah, the ba 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 was even less was of a surprise. melody. It's got like a melody now, not it? Maybe we, can we hear that ba 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 when
0: the ba 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 comes in? Just how it originally It's a slightly different melody,
1: isn't it?
0: So you sent this back to james ryan you heard that ba-ba-ba thing and thought right i'm going to use that we're going to make that into more of it and we'll put that right at the beginning of the song and then you've got alice to sing it as well
2: yeah i just could hear that it could go i mean Mm. it it wasn't a huge leap but i could hear a bit more in it I was like that's worthy of a chorus-ish status yeah yeah
0: well it kind of creates a chorus for a monologue in a way doesn't it yeah
2: yeah I think it's good as well to have those little gaps in because it is, you know, James's lyrics are quite dense and every song's quite dense vocally. So them little moments in songs are really uh, important, I think. Yeah. Mm. Otherwise, you know, things can become quite fatiguing. I guess over the course of a
4: whole album, especially. Yeah. I feel it's like those hooks are the sort of things that make it all slightly more accessible in a way, don't yeah, they? Yeah. And they're often quite sort of simple or. Uh, not dumb, but kind of... <laughs> no, yeah.
3: no, no, you're right. They, yeah.
4: they almost are a little bit, you yeah. know, which is a nice contrast. Well, they kind so, of yeah. let
0: people in, don't they? And then people latch onto that. And then, mm. because there's such a wealth of things to discover, every time you listen, <laughs> yeah. you hear something else, like including those little ad-libs and the, the extra parts that you do yeah. with the dog barking or whatever it is, yeah, yeah. even the coughs or the... You know, it just means that each time you listen to it, you hear something you haven't noticed before because you've been focused on something else or just enjoying the hook. Mm-hmm
4: i yeah. really like the way um you sort of deliver the verse vocal almost through gritted teeth it's yeah, got this yeah. real kind of character about it that's mm. quite different to a lot of the other songs and, yeah. and i know there are characters in the songs mm. that recur in places but this one always felt like that guy's interesting like he's a bit different to the others mm. i think it's also really good that we've got this sort of slight hip-hop element on the record as well so mm. it's not just all sort of drums bass guitar type stuff
1: yeah but we used the pretty much everything from the original, didn't we?
4: Yeah.
1: And then just built on it. The original Apple loop is in there. We couldn't beat that beat. No. That was, this is one of the ones where I tried playing drums on it and it was like, the Apple loop sounds better. So we just yeah, used it's, that. It's really pumping, were not it? Yeah, it just slaps. Sounds like Billy Jean or something, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> Can we
4: hear that on his own? Is that yeah. possible? I added this AMS reverb to give it a bit more depth.
1: Yeah, nice.
4: There's another beat in there as well.
1: Yeah, we put that drum machine on as well, didn't we?
4: Yeah, more stuff comes in as it progresses. The ever-present Brooklyn kit as well. Oh uh, Yeah, I always <laughs> use James <laughs> stopped
2: me from using it after a while. He wasn't into it. I think it's just because I went to New York once and then became obsessed with it.
4: So there's still Alice BV's in there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Is that your voice as well, Ryan?
4: Yeah. And James. <laughs>
1: it's, oh, like yeah. it's like the still bands, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. Skellingtons. <laughs>
4: and we had a was it a glass or something
1: yeah 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 Yeah. we would. yeah is that at the end fresh off the drying rack wasn't it
4: I think we even used the demo bass but just reamped it Mm. yeah put a bit of space on it
0: by reamping what do you mean Ali
4: so um Ryan had played the bass straight into his computer just you know with a jack lead in and then all i've done is take a feed from that out of my computer and run it into a trainer amplifier bass amplifier we had a couple of different ones that we used on different yeah. songs just to give the tracks a bit more weight and a bit of consistency in the low end yeah so we used like one of two amps for the whole record basically but it was the bass line that Ryan had done on the demo yeah so we just ran it back through an amp to make it sound cooler Yeah. yeah yeah yeah, the guitars, when you came
3: to Leeds, I'd already recorded the whole song just straight from the pickups. Mm. So we just played that through an amp, and I just sat in the room listening to us recording the amplifier. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically me playing, like it's identical sound, isn't it?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, but it was some light relief as well, because you know we've had some bad weather recently, but we had a storm back then, my roof came off, and I had this cowboy builder in fixing my roof that day. Mm so it was nice just to kick back and listen to something that I'd already done yeah, yeah, I didn't play in the studio this song do you
4: know what I mean? it was just, yeah, straight into the amp let's have a listen to those yeah, it was good because you'd put all that work in demoing stuff at home at least yeah. some of it got to be used
1: a great guitar part yeah 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 i wanted it to be a bit like spooky yeah it's quite a spooky song
2: yeah it took me a moment to get when you sent the guitars back it just wasn't the area that i was hearing it in my head where it would go and i was like oh like in a good way
0: it has a kind of spanish element you know an americana yeah.
3: kind of thing i don't know exactly yeah. that yeah exactly that. It's Cuban guitar chords. There'd be a third one on the end of it if it was proper, but
4: yeah, it's, it is exactly that. Yeah. One. Yeah, and again, we just took the D-I guitar that Sam had recorded at home and put it back through the amplifier setup that we'd been using for all the other songs. So again, it sounds in keeping with the other tracks, loosely.
0: Yeah, that's great almost you're saying and then it's done no it's, it's so casual you know especially from the off you know that ryan makes this demo sends it off to james james just kind of has a listen and a think writes a load of stuff down yeah speaks it sends it back to ryan ryan rearranges it slightly <laughs> sam comes up with some guitar parts i don't know you make it seem really
2: easy this i know thing. it weirdly like you know that's gone across a lot of the other aspects of being in a band with this band, it's just everything's just like been following your feet a little bit. And I don't know how I think the universe is being kind to us. For me anyway, you know, there's been a few songs where you get to it and you're like, you know, like a uh, Some need it, a bit more work, but Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, with this one it was just a case of like everything just seemed obvious and I don't
3: know if that was like that for everyone, but definitely no, was like, me. I absolutely agonised over oh, it. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every note I just was in me, my bedroom though. in my basement going crazy. Yeah, because, you know, it's legally mandated isolation. And sitting in my basement doing that, I went into a weird headspace. But it's like rolling dough, I think, doing parts again and again. You, you know, you, you, roll you roll and you roll and you roll and you roll eventually it gets flatter and, flatter and flatter and flatter and flatter. And you go, oh, there's still a lump there and you keep rolling, keep rolling. And then eventually it all breaks apart and you're like, oh, fuck it. And you roll it all up and start again. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's
2: like that. Mm. It's so funny that we're, like, our minds just like, yeah, I don't know, what's the. Like something equivalent, yeah. Like potato waffles, just have <laughs> loads of them, loads of different <laughs> sorts. Of like yeah, just wolf them down. <laughs>
3: yeah, I like
2: uh, not overthinking stuff, but I guess you can do that with uh, you know a three-note bass I suppose.
3: Yeah, the working remotely thing definitely helped me land something completed on you, so it was hard for you to deny it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, rather than sending you the rough idea, I'll send you the thing and be like, no, nah, this is finished, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 OK, I won't say anything. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I think, in a way, isn't all of this borne out of the fact that you've all got experience, you've all been in other bands, you've all been through the various different processes that would have been involved in those bands? And so you kind of have a an experience of knowing when things are working, when things are right, when you've done enough to move on to sharing it with somebody else. Because obviously when you're first in bands and first creating and first working with other people, you're learning all about how to do that at the same time. Whereas, you know, you've already got to a point where you've got ideas about how to work with other people and yeah. not, uh, oh, well, you know, Ryan knows when. Right, I'll give that to James now, see what he thinks of that. And then start that chain of reaction in a way
1: well yeah i think you had to learn more so than i've had to and i do sometimes feel some guilt about this but (laughs) you had to learn to be egoless yeah in terms of what you were sending because i just would choose what clicked with me and work to that like you said early on there you gave up overthinking it because you could pour your heart into an amazing baseline and i go yeah i got nothing for that yeah move on to the next one and it was like you know so yeah, it's a quite a selfless process on your part, especially. Mm. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah, the you know.
2: experience thing is more it's a it's like a trust and communication thing and you've got to be able to be told that something's not great and you've got to also be able to comfortably tell someone that you think what well, they're doing is not great and that it can be quite yeah. a sensitive thing, but I think
1: And it always will be if you care. Yeah. Which we do. But I
2: remember when I was younger and someone would go like that don't go and it's like you almost take it as like they're just calling you an arsehole and yeah, then you're yeah. completely rubbish at all music. Do you know what I mean? And it's not. It's just like it doesn't quite work for this yeah. song, but some, you do get wrapped up in it and it, you can be sensitive sometimes.
1: Yeah. And I think despite the fact that it sounds entirely driven by my ego, a lot of the songs, mm. it's actually not. It's actually driven by what's best for the song. And I think we're all on that page think everyone is just dedicated to making the song sound as good as it can as cliched as that sounds like everyone's um everyone's invested in that there's not a member of the band who's like look at me it's all about me Mm. you know we're aware that it's quite a lyric driven band so i get a platform on it but everyone's serving each other and we were quite brutal with the edits on the album we shaved about five minutes off the album butchering the mixes Mm mm-hmm
2: but you're right, the way that Sam's guitar like weaves around your vocal, it's like it's, it's so creating considered. space for that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the interplay between those two elements is great.
1: Yeah. And that's something you learn arranging and writing. The initial spark is something that just comes or doesn't come when you're like writing music. And you always have to retain that energy and, and the excitement of the first time it came out of your mouth or the first time it came out of your fingers, how can you let that go months down the line? have loads of bongos chucked on it, 18 backing vocals in a church hall, like all those things, how can you still give it the polish and the support it needs to lift that idea as high as it can go while still not losing that initial energy because anyone can have that energy but then the technical side of it is the fact that we've all about in bands for years and you just learn things like doesn't need to start with two minutes of drums and bass and then come in, like it can just, you know, if you write in a single it just comes straight in. Those things are like, You just get better at it the longer you do it. The the technical side of it, I think, don't you? Mm, mm. Learning the mechanics of a song. And then the rest of it's just about trying to get your own style and energy into it, which you can't think about. That just has to be there, you know? And that's what people click with. And then they stick around because it's bearable, because you've understood the mechanics of how to keep them hooked in. I learned this with writing. I've started writing like, books now as well i would never written any like long form fiction and the first thing I wrote I sent it to a friend who's an author and they were like the style and the language is really good but the plot is an absolute mess and they just like sent me that like, this big document with loads of highlighted red stuff all over it and as soon as I looked at it I was like oh yeah like stories follow a, a flow you, you barely deviate from that like the mechanics of why things work Plot mechanics—they all exist because people can follow them, and that's your guide for getting people invested in the essence of it. It's the same with songs, you know: mm. intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, chorus. Like you know, it works the same so much of the time. Yeah, yeah.
2: I like the mantra of uh, "don't bore us, get to the chorus." Yeah, that is, <laughs> I don't know love, yeah. you said
1: that quite a lot during the recording of the album yeah. isn't you? to me specifically when I was talking <laughs> <laughs> don't
3: borrow us <laughs>
1: gets the chorus yeah Are
0: you were a big rock set fan yeah yeah oh. of course yeah. <laughs> completely understandable
1: um, have you got that drum machine stuff at the end alley that was doing some quite fun stuff
4: oh do you want to hear a bit of that
1: yeah yeah and the Dr. Dre piano
4: yeah um, I've just found the glass yeah uh,
0: so what is hitting the glass there
4: James. Just a drumstick. Just, drum. just, just my, my hollow head. It's <laughs> <laughs> just James with a drumstick following drum. that pattern. What was the keyboard? Oh, no, says that. And then add the glass.
1: Sort of still Dre. Yeah. That's what we were sort of aiming for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did that drum machine get left in the mix? I remember doing that at Greenmount and having a really good time with it.
4: Yeah, so that was the TR8. Hand claps from Greenman. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And the voices? What are those?
4: I don't know that's what that sound. is. That's just...
2: Yeah, that's some
1: Chops. I think that's Pour Another. That's the bleed of the Pour Another tape with the hand claps played over it. Oh, do we nick it from another song? Well, well, it'll just be the tape being erased and just a bit
4: of leftover tape, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, now I remember. That's it. Rob was putting it to tape. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, that's the residue of the poor another chorus from the tape at Green Mountain in Leeds.
4: Cool. Yeah. Nice. Nice little rhythms in there at the end, isn't there? Yeah it was nice like even though the demo was it was all really there you know we did work into it a little bit towards the end and just give that end section a bit more of a sort of character of its own
0: yeah and although in some ways you know while the ideas were kind of there you still needed to flesh them out make them more real tangible you know the way you re the bass and the guitar and so it sounded like a like a proper
1: record, like
4: okay. a re- like a record, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah,
1: as opposed to a record. <laughs> that, that was one
2: of the interesting things as well, because I guess we could have easily have come in here with that, and then you know, I've worked with a lot of producers over and engineers over years. I've been in a band and stuff, but a lot of people would have just gone like, right, that's just a demo, scrap that, and that, and and I think it's quite uh, I think it's quite cool that you were just like, that already sounds fucking ace. Let's just like work on that rather than you know a lot of people would have just scrapped that and gone you need to redo that properly in here wouldn't they mm. you know that happens a lot
4: i feel like we were all on the same wavelength with that stuff like, yeah. like there were bits from demos of a number of the songs that we kept and i think we all yeah. knew pretty early on there's a couple like we we did new vocals obviously overloading and quarantine a bunch of tracks but i think equally like any time that you sort of put it on and went that's amazing we might have had one go at doing another take but then yeah If it didn't sound better straight away, it was like, nah, let's just move on, you know. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of time either. Not that I think we cut corners at all, but I think it was driven by, you know, that week that you two came down. You know, we had to get through quite a lot of ground so we couldn't really sort of sit around scratching our heads too much. We had to be pretty instinctive and move fast. And I think it benefited from that, actually.
0: Yeah. And we're going to move on now. Yeah. To 100% endurance. That's the next song we're going to look at. So, the next song is 100% endurance. We're going to get into that in just a moment. We're running out of time because, of course, a touring band like Yard Act have got to rush off. So, they played Bristol last night, they're playing in Cardiff tonight. But we're going to get through 100% endurance. We've got the skills, we've got the power. Yeah.
1: I was woken by a bang. (laughs) and i could already taste the pain the sudden fear that grips and shakes you when you face the truth whose sofa was this where were my shoes what did we do last night i don't remember leaving nathan's house oh yeah how could i forget why my pants were soaking wet when we've been pissing ourselves laughing at the news did you see it too it was incredible they played it on a loop we couldn't believe it. Basically, they discovered that there were others, just like us, other beings, other creatures, other planets and other species who had other gods that they believed in and they
0: A little taste of the start of 100 percent endurance, the epic closer to the album The Overload. Where do we start
1: with 100 percent endurance? How do we get into this? It was the last song written for the record quite late on. Originally, there was a different end song that was also a slower more retrospective song, but this one hit the tone right. And basically me and Ryan, when we would often send demos to each other, if we were in the middle of them, but we hadn't finished them and bounced them and emailed them, we'd send each other WhatsApp videos of like the screen of like Logic or Ableton rolling and just play like a minute. And so Ryan had sent me this like 40 second loop of 100% Endurance and then he just went like radio silent for like two weeks and didn't send it and i kept like texting him and being like can you send me that track and you kept saying you would and didn't and so i wrote all of 100 percent endurance to a whatsapp video because i was like i just felt it i could feel it so i wrote it all to the whatsapp video and so it was one of the few songs that was written on paper rather than on my phone because my phone was playing the, the video so i hand wrote the lyrics to this one that's how it started. And then finally so, so you the sent set it So video in.
2: had sound of the thing that you were trying yeah, to yeah. send. I wish we've got, if you want
1: to hear that really quickly.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was called Organ Song at first. Oh, organ I'd, Song. I just got sent a complimentary keyboard from Vox. Uh, you know, the Vox Continental, they reissued that. And uh, I somehow managed to blag one. But yeah, I just uh, it was just the bass line in that organ, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. And the drum yeah. machine, which we kept all of it, I think. Steady as she goes. Yeah <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so I wrote the whole thing to a loop of this. And then finally got it through and I remember because it was it was right before Christmas. And it was our last Zoom meeting of the year with our manager, Ollie. It was like our Christmas party, me, Ryan and Ollie on Zoom having a beer and saying, right, we booked Bristol Valley in January and then Dark Days is coming out on this day. Everything's in place. Let's all have a great Christmas. We'll meet on Zoom in the new year. And Ryan had sent that song before the meeting. And as soon as the meeting ended, I opened it up and I recorded everything in. And sent it straight to Ryan and Ollie. And I was like, I think this is the last track on the album. And you both got back like immediately They're like, yeah, that's the album finished. So it was really late in the process. And then yeah, we used the first half of the demo vocal in this, but we had to re-record the second one because I'd recorded it so fast that it peaked. It was just like completely red. But I just wanted to share it so fast because I've been waiting like two weeks. <laughs>
0: yeah. And yeah. was that December 2020
1: then? Am I right? Yes. yes. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow.
2: But apart from that first bit of vocal, this is one where everything was redone in here, I think. Because as you could hear from that bass and stuff, it's all a bit like raging. And mm. I guess Ali took it in a pretty different way. I don't know, it became a lot lighter. And you, what was the thing that you played? Was it the Fender Rhodes? Was it the Rhodes on this?
4: Uh, Wurlitzer, I think, Wurlitzer, was the first I yeah.
2: put down. It was a lot more restrained
4: than that kind of like... Yeah, the kind of more punky vibe that was on the yeah. demo. I think I had sort of had something in my head that I hadn't really put a name to at the time, but I've since realised what it is and it's um, Loving You by Minnie Ripperton. Uh, Do you know that song? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. And the chords, for some reason, subconsciously reminded me a little bit of that. And I think because the tone of the track was like so much lighter than everything that had gone before it, I was like, I think these voicings, they're like yeah. sus chords or something, aren't they? Quite sort of not major, not minor, just sort of open, airy sounding. So I had a go at that Wurlitzer and you all really like that mm. over the top of the drums and bass track that we cut live.
0: Maybe we could hear that and then you could talk us through the track as you build it up, as each element was yeah. developed.
4: Yeah, yeah. So I think we started off with the TR8 again, the drum machine, and came up with a new drum part rather than the loop from the demo. And then Rye played bass again. In fact, I think you were playing kick drum at this point as well, but we muted the live yeah. kit and just went for the drum machine so that it had somewhere to go later on. Obviously, James's vocal is right in at the beginning.
1: Hey, the sudden fear that grips and shakes you when you face the truth.
4: I think there's actually a vast array of sound fixing plugins on this to make it like usable. Yeah, like taking distortion off and all that sort of thing. I'd do a bit of audio restoration on it. Oh, from the demo vocal, yeah, 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 and a bit of pitching and other stuff as well.
1: Did you see it too? It was incredible. They played it on a loop.
4: And was that the Wurlitzer coming in there? Oh. So the Wurlitzer's says right in at the beginning, and that's this the electric piano.
1: I was woken by a bang. And
4: right, it comes in.
1: Oh uh, yeah, how could I forget why my pants were soaking wet when we have been pissing ourselves laughing at the news. Did you see it too? It was incredible. They played it on a loop. We Do
2: you mind just muting the vocal, Ali? Mm.
1: I couldn't
2: remember what's under this bit.
4: So we did this with Philly Corda, a new organ part, but playing your demo organ yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. verse two, you've got the Philly chord around the world, it's a... I think you were jamming on the drum machine as well, like changing bits, because we mm. did some of it here and some at Greenmount, I think. Yeah. I remember doing takes of you playing the drum patterns and you Pissing were like bar. adding little bits, but they were kind of cool, it gave it yeah. some movement, didn't feel too loopy. oh yeah and then there's the kate bush drum fill to ah, go yes. into that. that's a good laugh <laughs> <laughs> and is that james yeah yeah james has played Tom tom's and then we put it through an ams reverb which is what was used on everything in the 80s basically just for that bit and then the full kit comes in as graham goes to war
0: so i guess in a way with mention of graham by this point, if it's late on in the writing process, you're kind of you've created the Ardak world. Yeah, yeah. You know, that so you're conscious of all these different things that you've done already. Yeah, yeah. So you can start introducing Graham mm. yeah, as yeah. one of your characters in the songs. Yeah. And, and so it's almost as if you get to explore the world further and connect it in different ways, you know.
1: Yeah. I feel like by this point, even though I introduce a character that exists within the world and is quite clear cut and identifiable as a character with a name I think by this point because I'd used the other songs to build the world so much even though it's still writing quite observationally it's probably the one that's actually most removed from my regular style of writing and is more philosophical I suppose than the others and that's because i think the world existed by this point so i was able to stop building it and just think <laughs> think freely instead of thinking about the world yeah and you know and ironically i spent that last song thinking about the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah the other world and multiple dimensions and uh other planets that might be out there you know beyond our own universe really special song for me this one yeah I like to think about the big things yeah
3: yeah as well as the little things
0: yeah yeah well the little things are the big things yeah like yeah. It, you
3: know? yeah 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 uh, possibly mm. someone at the show last night a young kid came up and thanked you for that song he didn't tell it to me because he weren't around oh right. yeah uh, his friend died and yeah he, he really oh, wow. connected with him in a big way and I can really see that it is a big theme in that song yeah yeah you hit it right
1: I wish we'd played it now for that guy uh, next time yeah it's next tricky time. though it's tricky performing
0: these songs that have a meaning and connection
1: yeah that's it I can't phone it in yeah. and um I don't want it to lose its meaning by being the end of the set every night for now we've got about 200 dates booked in like <laughs> yeah you know it has to be special when it happens for me otherwise it won't be special for anyone I don't think that might sound quite pretentious but it is a truth that i believe in like do give everything to each performance you know and it's easy to do songs like the overload because they're behind a mask of sarcasm and there's a performance but you know 100 percent endurance is a different kind of performance it's it's exposed and it's you know a lot more of me Mm. in there than like stage james it's a lot more of introverted bedroom james <laughs> you know <laughs> finally got let out on the last track of the album yeah it's great i mean it was
0: great people were shouting for 100 percent endurance last night you know mm. so the audience have connected and are yeah. responding to it and want to see it and hear it perform live which you know they will get to do at some yeah. point i'm sure yeah yeah
1: yeah it's definitely in rotation yeah
0: it's really great and it's great that you know you've got people coming up to you afterwards and saying how important these things are to them so yeah you know, the work is being done, it's great mm. you know, The other side of the mania It's yeah. not just adoration, it's uh, <laughs> Connection and empathy Yeah. yeah. Um, we always ask Two questions to everybody who comes on Tape Notes, one is a technical Thing, do you have a, a favourite piece of kit Could be an instrument, it could be a Plug-in, it could be a computer That you can't work or Live or dream without Bongos
4: yeah. <laughs> 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 Congress. Uh, I was going to suggest throwing this question at Sam, actually. Kit? Yeah, just, you know, your sound is so sort of signature, really. I could use anything to make a record, really. I know I've got all this stuff around me, but I don't need it all. (laughs) Honest. (laughs) When we were recording the guitars, I
3: was delighted when you went, that guitar's a little bright. Let me give you a darker guitar. And it was still just as bright. And I thought, oh, yeah, it's in the hands, as they say.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, You're stuck with it. (laughs) I EQ'd all the top end off it later. I was like, I'll get him, I'll get him. I mean, is
0: there a guitar, a specific guitar that you have to use then, Sam? No.
3: No. Because I'm not particularly with the sound here. Yeah, just bright telly. Remember, we're Sammy trying to get Lash. a Fender endorsement, so maybe you should uh, say. Oh right, yeah, my favourite. Yeah, <laughs> plus yeah. You do lean into Telecasters. Yeah, telly, telly. G&Ls. Yeah, I've got a G&L. Yeah. <laughs> we used a bit of the
4: Jazzmaster, didn't
3: we? Yeah, we did in hundred percent. Yeah, at the end, it's your Jazzmaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, Ryan or James? I mean, it's the recording apparatus. Is that crucial now to the way that you're working, or you know, what I, would it be? I
2: guess we've been lucky in that. Uh, yeah, just a basic home recording setup, I think. Because so I think being lucky enough to be able to do sort of executive level demos that you can, you know, it saved us a lot of time and money and stress being able to use some of those things here. So, that's been pretty key. And just the actual yeah. ability to be able to record at home is like
1: super, super important. It has been. Mm. What's that thing called again?
4: Oh, yeah, we did use that. So, the sound at the beginning. That's the of most it.
1: important sound on the arm for oh, me. Yeah. It opens this song. A, it opens this song. It's the sound of the bang.
4: Isn't it on overload as well? Yeah, yeah, it's the, the, the first and last sound you hear on the album. Okay, so it's a spring reverb that's right behind you there, that bunch of knobs with the exposed springs on the top. It's called a moisturizer, and basically you can hit the spring with a stick, which sounds yeah. like this.
1: And that sound, to me, it opens the album and it closes the album when I say there's nothing, and for me that signifies the start and end of the universe. It's like the big so bang. It's the mo- yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, it's the big bang of the overload. Um, I've become really attached to that sound and its significance to me. So that's the most important piece of kit used.
4: It wasn't that right at the end as well?
1: Like, I feel like we... Yeah, you were playing with it in this track and that's when we reopened the overload and put it back in there because I came up with the, the thematics. If I'm going to point it. for the okay. camera... Which is next to it. This
2: one? Yeah. yeah.
4: The thing that looks like it belongs in a hospital. Yeah, yeah. that's the
2: spring across the top. If you flick that when it's switched on, it makes that horrendous noise. Amazing. Yeah. That's a great
0: reveal yeah. to hear about that, because there was a question on my mind, you know, what is that bang yeah. when you wake up here yeah. yeah. um, And the other question we always ask people is about advice, whether you have any advice through experience of your own, something that's been passed on to you that you live by or something that... You think about or use to help you?
4: Only work on music you really love, you know, as a fan, I would say. I know that's an easy thing to sort of say after having X number of years of experience, but the only hard and fast rule I can really sort of stand by is that in itself. I think if you don't feel like, you know, passionately invested in a project or I think it extends to the people as well, very much so, you know, if you're having to deal with, people who you don't know, get on with them personally or you have a different set of sort of values and stuff you know that and being a fan in a like teenage kid sort of sense of the word of the music mm. right from the get-go then there's really no point in being involved I think that's the only sort of um hard and fast rule I have is I've got a you know, the minute I hear the songs, the minute I hear the band, and I think part of that is sort of talking to them as well, like, you know, the sort of early introduction and stuff, you've got to feel, like, immediately um, excited by it and, like, you can sort of... Uh, you want to hear that record, make it to the shelf so someone else can listen to it, you know? Yeah. That's probably the best bit of advice I could give.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. You know.
2: do, do you
3: have any, Ryan? Or mm, I
2: gave away Don't Bore Us, Let's Get to the Chorus... <laughs> Don't Bore Us, to the Chorus <laughs> Earlier. That's my only one, but...
3: For guitar players, melodically, play from your head, not from your hands. Think, like, hear the melody in your head and play Oh, hello. <laughs> That's the oh, end. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That was the That's big bass so was Our yeah, minds yeah. being blown, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hear a melody in your head and then play it. Don't have a melody come out from what your hands do. That's guitar players sound really boring when you do that, but yeah. That's <laughs> okay. really interesting.
1: Here. And James? Always try and remind yourself why you started doing it in the first place. And try and get back to that childlike feeling, that initial what excited you about music in the first place and what made you want to make something. Because everything else is a distraction, but it's all important. And all the other bits are important along the way and you have to do the boring bits like, you know, not bore anyone and get to the chorus. You have to think logistically about that and you have to be pragmatic about the mechanics of it. But you can still retain that initial love and excitement and need because yeah music's always been for me just a need it's like my own therapy it's like me doing yoga it's just me writing getting ideas out of my head so they don't overload my head yes Um, and and also if you love doing it don't ever stop doing it and if you're doing it because you want to be in a successful band that's fine have ambition but remember why you did it before all that you know because we all chipped away at it for ages and finally it seems to have happened. But I would have done it if it hadn't, and I've said that quite a bit, and it can sound contrived and cliched, and it can sound like, oh, here he goes, he's in it for the music, he's not in it. Of course I wanted success, because it's nice when people know your songs, and it's way better, and of course shows are exciting when they're sold out. But I'd still be doing it if no one was listening, because it's really important to me. Fantastic
0: thank you so much for giving us your time within the busy touring schedule mm-hmm. to make a window and take us into ali's playpen where you helped create all this this yeah. wonderful stuff it's been absolutely fantastic and uh now before you get back onto the tour bus is it a tour bus or the van no, it's a van. yeah and uh, before you get onto the van <laughs> we should maybe revisit 100 percent endurance and maybe play another section of the song out as our outro today cool Ali, thank you so much for letting us into the playpen and Ryan, Sam, James thank you all for being here Yeah, thanks for thanks. having us
1: Thanks and, guys Thanks Ali more than anything else for making the record with us Oh no. Yeah Thanks found thanks for a friend coming down. for life in you, didn't we? <laughs> it was nice <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's been great
1: Yeah And this is
0: 100% Endurance It's so,
1: so pointless It is That's beautiful I find it humbling Sincerely, yeah
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have a moment, do tell your friends and leave us a review. It all really helps. Thanks to those of you who have already donated to the show. I'm just one part of the team that brings you tape notes. It relies on your support. If you'd like to donate, please head to our website. Once again, thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye.
1: It's bullshit, but it's true. Come on, come on, come on, come on, yeah Now we're off to meet them, so pack your weapons Don't want them thinking they can pull a fast one on us now, do we, grave It's so, no, I've fought more wars and I've had up dinners Sure you have, but the key to peace lies within us And we'd already have achieved it if everyone was as enlightened as me It's hippie bullshit, but it's true Watch me explode pointless, ah, but it's not though, is it? It's really real and when you feel it, you can really feel it. Grab somebody that you love, grab anyone who needs to hear it and shake them by the shoulders, screaming their face.